This episode of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where most every Sunday, though, let's face it, not here in the month of August, but, you know, sometimes a person has to take a little bit of a break, but most every Sunday, any other time but the last few weeks, uh, you get a whole other bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again doing something we call the Town Watch. It's a little looser. It's a little lighter. It is uh, good stuff. Then also, if you give it the $10 a month level, you get the Town Watch at 5 bucks. That's not a lot of money. The $10 a month level, not only do you get the Town Watch, you also get a subscription to the Says Who Sticker Club. That's right. You get a sticker in the mail every month uh, that you give at that level. And they're pretty great stickers. And we like them. And we like you. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey, hey, hey. If you like books, if you wanted to read Nine Liars, it is still on sale 50% off at Barnes & Noble as part of their massive book haul. It's actually a pretty good sale. You can go in and I don't actually mind promoting Barnes & Noble because they are a bookstore. So I'm o- I, I prefer I prefer independent bookstores, but you know what? They're a bookstore and I'm okay with that. And yeah, you can get right. it for 50% off uh, through, the, uh, through the 4th of September. So um, it's a great time to pick it up. Just pick it up and hold it and go, ah, I love you so much. Oh, beautiful book. I kiss you. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Ah, I'll go to marry you someday. And that's for $9.99. You can do that. And wow. it's a murder mansion, and you'll have a really good time there. Take that real. I've created a reality you can substitute for this one. Unless, unless you're the one that gets yeah, murdered. Yeah, but I've set it up so that you won't. You won't be. Oh, so spoiler for alert! Low price of yeah for the low price of nine ninety nine. I will make sure you don't get murdered within the confines of this mansion. However, all bets are off if you don't get the book. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? If you would like to buy books on the internet, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, which is our own little bookshop there over on the internet where you can get Maureen's books real quick and other books too. So that's great. And you, there's also a merch store for the Says Who podcast called merch.saysupodcast.com. All of these things exist on the internet. That's all. But you sound like you're going to say more. I know, and then I decided not to. Believe it or not, it's our 300th episode. We we there's no intro to this because you should, guys, you should see him. You should see him right now. I'll describe it. He doesn't have his glasses on, so that's a glasses. whole weird thing. I got that's a whole weird thing I got to deal with. Yeah, he's he's kind of hunched over. Correct behind what I would describe the ass end of a of an airstream trailer. Yep. With a big orange hat on. That's true. He looks exhausted. I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mean that in a slender. You just look like you've been through. Dan, we have to ask. You have dropped your son off of college. How are you? Are we? So we're not even doing the welcome to says who part. Hey, buddy. Hey, Maureen. Hey, buddy. How you, how you doing? I am. I'm really tired, it turns out. Also, as you've correctly pointed out, I'm not wearing my glasses. So for those of you that uh, know things, 
we are recording a little bit earlier than normal. It is 8 a.m. where I am right now. Yeah. And uh, it is 10 a.m. where you are. Yeah. You, We are looking at each other through a little video screen as we talk. Your hair is soaking wet. So I started yeah. laughing when you came on because I, I just sort of had this image of you jumping out of the shower in order to get yeah. uh, onto your microphone. And I literally was like scrambling around getting all this stuff outside because um, everyone else is asleep in my trailer. And um, and I forgot my glasses and I forgot my everything. And I just was like, we are very disheveled. We both look very disheveled. I just have wet hair, you know, I'm otherwise, you know, I'm not falling to pieces, Dan. Well, I mean, I'm not accusing you of oh, falling to falling, pieces. Falling to pieces. But then you, you have not, you've not answered the question, though. What's that? How, you dropped off your son. How are you? Uh, it, that was a hard week. <laughs> it was hard. Um, yeah, we last week, we actually recorded last week, didn't we? So we recorded we did. Yes, we before did. we dropped off. Feels like about a yeah. hundred years ago. I will. I will admit. Um, to, I think you were dropping him off the next day. Cause yeah, you, we were. As, yeah, we yeah, were. Well, we were. He was moving in. We weren't saying goodbye, but he was moving into his dorm on that Tuesday. Um, and uh, and then we stuck around. We saw him on. We moved him in on Tuesday. Uh, we saw him on Wednesday, and we saw him on Thursday, and then we left town on Friday. Uh, so we did not see him on Friday because we were staying um, in Orange County. So we were about an hour or longer with traffic uh, away. So it was a like we couldn't go back up the, the day that we left. Um, it was really difficult. I don't really know how else to describe it. It is very hard yeah. to say, you know, goodbye to the person that has been in your life for 18 years, you know. And uh, as excited as I am for him, it also was very difficult <laughs> and and very hard. And uh, you're a good dad. Well, I'm you're that. such a good dad. You're a good dad. I under I understand that I'm a good dad, but it still was um, it still was very hard. But the good news is, and it was hard. It was a hard transition for him too, for you know a few days. And the good news is, is that he has gotten more and more kind of excited and and acclimated as time has gone on and now his classes have started and you know he's off to the races so and we those, are what's that those first couple days feel real weird yeah yeah and they were they were but um but he he dealt he dealt he did it and um yeah now we're we are on the road home which is a very long road uh from los angeles to California when you're pulling a trailer and uh, so we left on Friday and we got to a place called Kingman Arizona which is just on the other side of the Mojave Desert and um, it is a very dry place as one would imagine a place in Arizona just on the other side of the Mojave Desert would be uh, and we pulled in and about an hour later it just started pouring rain like crazy yeah. and we were like well that's weird I wonder what's going on there. And so that was when we discovered that there was a hurricane coming in hot. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
And while a lot of the kind of warnings uh, had been focused on the population centers, as they should be, uh, it turns out that, you know, the, the place that got hit the hardest was really sort of the Palm Springs and, and Palm Desert, like the Mojave region. Right. And so we were yeah, we when did. we were there, yeah. the hurricane was still down off Baja, but it was already sending waves of big rains up through the desert. And uh, so we were like, well, that's wild. It's like it was really raining hard um, and really, really windy and all that. And again, not a place that gets rain like no. ever. Um, so, yeah. So we woke up Saturday morning early because we were like. We got to go like this is only going to get uh, get worse. So then we we were able to get out of the hurricane region and uh, cross, you know, very long deserts for a couple of days. And yesterday we were in Raton, New Mexico, which is right on the border of Colorado. We're in Colorado now um, and we're taking an off day today just because we're exhausted. Um and we were supposed to go Raton up to the Boulder area, which is where we are. So not a long drive, three, three and a half, four hours. Uh, and so we started driving. And the first thing you have to do is drive up a mountain um, through something called the Raton Pass, which we drove on the way out. And we've been driving through mountains for the whole time. But I mean, I'm talking about we are 10 minutes into this drive. Like literally the mountain is like on the other side of town. So we're starting going up this mountain. It's on an interstate. Uh, and our engine light starts flashing the minute we start going up this mountain. And we're like, oh boy, what are we doing here? Uh, and we kind of were like, well, it just must be the engine was cold and it's straining a little bit. Um, you know, we'll get up and over the mountain and it'll go off. And so we went up and over the mountain and it went off. And we were like, okay, great. Now, that was just a weird little thing. We got about, I don't know, 10 more minutes down the road. And then there was a minor climb and it started flashing again. And we were like, we have a problem here. <laughs> like, we've got a real problem here. So we pulled off the road and literally just like at the next exit, you know. And we're sitting there and uh, we're like, well, okay. We're looking to the right and we're like, there's nothing down this road to the right. And we look to the left and we're like, it doesn't seem like there's nothing, anything down this road to the left. We had just passed through a town called Trinidad, Colorado, which is not a big town, but it's the only town down there um, th that isn't uh, on the other side of a mountain again. Right. Um, and so then we realized, oh, there are a bunch of like trucks parked over there. And it turned out that we had gotten off at a uh, exit that had a rest stop. So that was like, well, that's lucky. So we kind of, you know, drive the car, which still has the, the engine light is on now. We're like, this is not good. Park it. And then we're like, what are we even doing now? Like, what do we do? And our car insurance has roadside assistance, which it turns out roadside assistance isn't all that helpful if you haven't blown a tire or something like that. So they're not super helpful. I start calling repair shops in town because we're like four, four miles out of town, which again, a miracle, right? We have spent, Maureen, three days driving through desert where there is nothing except mountains, which we climbed and they were fine. But if we had broken down there, I'm not sure what we would have done, right? So we're four, four miles out of town. I'm calling shops. Every shop is like, yeah, we're booked. We're booked. We're booked. Finally, one of them is like, well, because I know like a modern car, they have these little ports 
that you scan and it basically tells you what the problem is. Like it's a very yeah. funny thing. Like repairing is basically the computer telling you what thing needs to be repaired. So I know all we need to do is get scanned to find out if this problem, because basically you like, when you read about it, it's like, oh, the engine light is either not a big deal or you're about to destroy your car if you drive <laughs> anymore, right? Like, like those are the two things, like literally in the, in the like owner's manual, it's like, well, it could, it could be that your, your emissions are a little bit off or it could be that you are about to burst into flames. You're about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're very hesitant to drive around, but I do know, like, if we know this code, we will know whether we're going to blow up. We will know whether we could kind of hobble up forward or anything like that. So finally, I talked to a shop and I'm like, I just want a scan. Can I come by and get a scan? They're like, no. But if you go to a, like a major auto parts store, they will scan you for free. So and they're like, and there's an auto zone in town. So we're like, OK, we can probably drive the three miles to the auto zone. So we drive. So I call the auto zone. I'm like, hey, we're coming by for a scan. Oh, we are pulling a trailer. Is there anywhere we can park? And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. So we drive to the auto zone. The car, by the way, at the, on that drive is like shuddering. Right. <laughs> and, and and actively slowing down. And we're just like, Jesus Christ. So we pull up to the auto zone. I go in and there was ample space for us to pull. I go in and I'm like, hey, we're having a problem. We need a scan. So they scan it. They run the codes. And the, the thing is, it was good news. They're like, well, it, the code is that you are having a misfire in cylinder two. So and you need to replace your spark plugs and your uh, and your ignition coil or, coil or whatever the other thing, igniter coil or whatever it is. I'm like, cool. Um, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> what, what, what do we, like, that's great. I'm glad, you know, they're like, it's not a big deal. Your car isn't going to explode. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. But I'll, obviously, we can't drive another 200 miles. Uh, every shop in town says that they're booked. What should we do? And they're like, well, I, uh, they're like, we have some mobile mechanics that we can call. And, you know, they'd be able to do that work. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. So like, okay, so, and so, and then, and then like, and also some of the shops in town, they're always going to tell you that they're booked, but now that they know that it sparks and you know, whatever, like they might be able to get you in. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, why don't we try the mobile mechanics first? So the, the guy that, I mean, incredibly helpful people call and leave a message cause they don't get it. And he's like, yeah, I got his message. Um, voicemail here. I'm just going to give you his number. Cause I don't want to call him every five minutes, you know? Like, okay, cool. Uh, and they're like, okay, yeah. So it's, you know, it's Clint. Here's his number. I'm like, Clint. all right. So, yeah. I'm I like, like okay, Clint. So, and I go, okay, so Clint is like <laughs> kind of leading to, for him to be like, oh yeah, he works at, you know, Clint's auto repair or whatever. And the guy just goes, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So. You gotta know guy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad Clint's cool. Um, so I got, I call him, I get his voicemail, I go back out, you know, so I, I want to remind you is, it is fucking hot, right? We are in the sun, Janice, the little one and the dog all in the car, the windows open, doors open. There's thankfully a little bit of shade and we're up at elevation. So if you're in the shade, it's not that bad. 
So there, and I'm just like, I don't know, Clint's not answering, you know. So I start calling some of these other shops and they're still like, yeah, we can't help you. Uh, and finally I get one shop and they're like, yeah, we can do it, you know, at some point today. And so we're like, oh my God, we're going to have to like find a place to stay here. We got to drop the trailer somewhere, you know, like all of this. And we're literally I turn the car on to drive to this shop and Clint calls and I'm like, Hey Clint. And he's like, Hey, what's the problem? And I'm like this. And I'm like, oh, we're at the AutoZone. When do you think you can be here? He's like, I'm already on my way. Like Clint, so, I love Clint. He's cool. Oh, He's cool. So Clint, so we're like sitting there, and when you're hanging out in the parking lot of an auto zone, you really see mm-hmm. the whole world go by, right? right? It is a, it is a, it is a, it is a feast. It is a parade of humanity in a wonderful way. So this red car, Ford hatchback pulls up, but you know, almost every single time a big truck drives by, we're like, oh well, that's gonna be Clint. Or like a panel van or something. Well, that's going to be Clint. Finally, a Ford hatchback, old Ford hatchback pulls up. Being driven by an older woman with a, a older man with a big handlebar mustache in the passenger seat. And uh, it is almost dragging on the ground. It is so overloaded with stuff. Right? And we're like, and we're like okay. And... And, and I'm like, maybe that's Clint. And then they kind of drive by and then she does this very big looping circle and pulls up right in front of us. And I'm like, okay, I guess that is Clint. Clint gets out. Clint's amazing. Absolutely covered in tattoos, smoking a cigarette, right? His wife, I notice sitting in the car, she never even acknowledges anyone's presence. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's Clint's wife. She doesn't have to do anything. She's just sitting there. She's not watching anything. She's just sitting there staring into the middle distance. <laughs> yes. I realized soon she is on oxygen, right? Like she has an oxygen tube in her nose, right? Clint gets out, smoking a cigarette, throws it down, puts it out. He's like, all right, what do you need? So, uh, Wait, was he smoking in the car? Oh, yeah. With With his wife on oxygen. uh, Okay, just just checking. Yep, yep. She was probably smoking too. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so we go in, we buy the parts. Clint gets to work. So one thing I say to him, I'm like, all right, Clinton, you know, because we had arranged how much it was going to cost, you know, for his labor. And then I bought the parts. Um, And I'm like, so, you know, how do you want to get paid? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, there's an ATM. This like thing was like in a strip mall. Uh, He's like, there's an ATM in the family dollar. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to the family dollar. I come around the corner and I see the strip mall and I realize this is a strip mall, Maureen with five stores and two of them are dollar stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a family dollar and a dollar tree. And uh, so I go into the family dollar, I get the money, I come back. When I come back, Clint is in active negotiations for repair work with two other cars that have pulled up while he was there beginning to lean <laughs> over our car. So we're just sitting there. He finishes up the business with the other people. Uh, he comes over. He gets to work. Maureen, Clint is amazing. Clint's pulling stuff. He's, he's, so our car, cause it's a truck, right? It's a little bit high. I come around at one point, I realize he's standing on a cooler to get yeah. into the, to get into the trunk. He's Clint. He's Clint. And, uh, 
you know, he's just working. He's doing everything. We're having him change all the plugs and all of the coils because he was like, you know, I could change one, but then a hundred miles down the road, another one's going to fail. Like if you're, if you got one going, you're probably got them all beginning to go. So we're like, do it, man. Just get it done. So Clint does it, Maureen. He does it. Turn the car on. Engine light's not on anymore. We're like, we got this now. It has been about four hours. So what was supposed to be a short drive yesterday ended up, we got to this campsite around 6.30 or so. We had to drive through Denver rush hour traffic, which is a lot of fun in the trailer. It's a lot of fun in any kind of vehicle, but it's especially and I, fun. I emailed you in the middle of this, right? To be yeah. like, hey, okay. Yeah. Great. Well, you would, no. So you originally emailed right before we climbed this mountain. And you were like, hey, can we do it? Can we record last night? And I was like, yeah, that should be no problem. You know, um, how about this time? And that uh, I would say, like, I said to Janice, hey, I'm going to be recording tonight, probably around, I don't know, seven or eight or whatever. And, um, and then we, and then the engine light came on, like almost immediately. So I sent you a note from when we were at the rest stop being like, uh, we're broken down. I don't know that right. we're going to be able to record tonight. Um, yeah, you said you were actively sitting by the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. We were in, we were in the rest stop trying to figure out what to do. So yeah. So and this is a very long story to say that, uh, we are recording early and, um, and the road is a, an adventure. I will say, I realized last night. So we've been pulling our trailer around for five, six years now. Janice and I, literally within two months of beginning to date a billion years ago, went out on a road trip, right? Like we are, we have road tripped forever, like a couple decades and, and hardcore long-term, like going out for weeks and weeks on, at, a, at a time. This is the first time we have ever broken down. So wow. I know, I mean, I now realize like, wow, that's kind of amazing. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, I realized when I got in last night, I was like, that was so stressful. So, yeah, we are taking the day today. And then because we are traveling through climate change and we just outran a hurricane, we are now on the very edge. It's hot in Colorado, but it's a lot hotter east of us. We're on the very edge of a heat dome. So oh, yeah. tomorrow we get to drive into the heat dome uh, that is... Uh, sitting very perfectly centered over exactly where we need to go for the next few days. Right. So uh, we will be going to the middle of Nebraska tomorrow where I think the high is 105 uh, and humid. So that should be great. Do you go through Omaha? We will. We will just drive through Omaha. Yeah, we're staying in a we're staying in a state park about midway through the state. And then we'll go to Des Moines, where I think it's supposed to be about 102. And again, also remember with all of these temperatures, because it's been hot this whole trip. We have been in above 100 many, many times, um, but not in Midwest humidity. We've been in the desert where it's 102, 103, where you can sit in the shade and it feels okay. Uh, the Midwest is another beast entirely. So, so yeah, we have a hot return. We should get home on Saturday, provided nothing else breaks. It'll be all right. Dan, a lot. Uh, quick update. Had a surprise 80th birthday party for my father. Worked out. Yeah. We surprised him. It happened. It all It went really well. He was real happy. That's the whole story. He loved it. All right. Lots of every, everybody showed up. Had almost 60 people. 
It was good. What was the ruse to get him out of the house? Uh, he really wanted to get these family photos taken. So we told him we had set up the family photos and that we were going to have dinner with four people to celebrate okay. his birthday. Got it. And then I kept kind of like, oh, they said to go in through this entrance here. They're waiting for us at the bar. And then I opened the door and it was a, we had a whole room. We had like this, you know, the restaurant has a side room. Yeah. That's we had that room for the party. And then I we'd gone in in the morning. They let us in, in the morning. So we picked up the cake. We had a big cake and then we decorated. So I was like crepe paper in for Jesus all morning. I was like, yeah, yeah more crepe paper. I was blasting some David Bowie to test the sound system. And I was crepe papering the absolute shit out of that room. Um, no, he was super surprised. So it was good. It was good. We did it. Check. Check. Um, but Dan, I want to point out a couple things about your story. Okay. Because as they align with world events and couple things you predicted, couple things you didn't. Yeah. Well, one. Uh, again, I want to reiterate that we're recording on this August. It's actually my dad's birthday. We had the party on Saturday, but um, this is the day before the scheduled Republican debate. Yeah. We'll get there. But as you predicted, first, let's do what you didn't predict. A hurricane. Uh, yes, a hurricane hit where your son is. And an earthquake. And an earthquake. We, uh, yeah. So on Saturday, the hurricane came to Los Angeles. And um, he, being a proper Midwestern boy, was like, it's not that rainy. Like He was sort of like, (laughs) not a big deal. I had to remind him that the Midwest is designed for water. And the yeah, uh, to deal with water and Los Angeles and the greater Southwest is not designed to deal with water. So even a heavy rain there is very different than a Midwestern heavy rain. Like Midwestern cities of any size have dug enormous holes in the ground, basically, that collect water when uh, when there are big rains and that infrastructure does not exist there. So, you know, a. It, it turned out, at least in Los Angeles proper, uh, there was flooding and stuff like that, but it was not as devastating as maybe some people had predicted. Um, but in other parts of the area, it was truly insane. Um, but anyway, he was like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I'm doing laundry. Like, it's raining enough that I'm, I don't want to go out. So he goes and does laundry. We're driving, right, through the desert. We do have connection. We get a screenshot of his phone that is like... <laughs> earthquake alert take shelter immediately we're like oh boy what and uh he actually did not feel it but uh but everyone else felt it so yeah that felt great it felt great to be a day and a half from dropping your kid off and suddenly there's a hurricane and a earthquake yeah now lives that felt awesome as a parent and then you predicted way back, probably way in back. June, you, yep. you said that the Georgia indictments, which is what we're really going to be talking about probably, yeah, were going to come in right around the time that your son went to college. Yeah. And I just yep. want to point out that, that those indictments, so you, he moved in on Tuesday. Yeah. We recorded on Monday. Mm-hmm. That day, that the night. grand jury was that day. The grand jury was meeting. Yeah, and then nothing was happening. And then the judge was like, "I'm gonna keep the court open for funsies, night court." Yeah. And then 
that when you would think the day would be over and it wasn't yeah. going to happen that day. Yeah. That should happen. Oh yeah. At 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Late night. So basically not even like within 12 hours or so of your son moving in, that's how close to that they really yeah. wanted to stick the landing and I got to hand it to them. They did it. They absolutely stuck the landing. And I think I just want to thank everyone involved for really getting it done. Yeah. I, uh, I do appreciate just how, much this summer of indictments has felt like it is a personal attack on a personal attack yeah yeah it really they absolutely yeah. have gone after you yeah it really was uh it really was something again i'm really glad that i had not signed up to write an indictment newsletter indictment dot, dot F yeah. dot F glad i um, hadn't agreed to do that because boy that would have been really disruptive right. i to, really uh, feel bad forever that guy to decided to yeah, do that, that dude's a yeah. fucking sucker but, um, well then, yeah. So fourth what, indictment what, of Donald what Trump. What can you tell us? Yes, the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. First, I want to address before we get to the indictment stuff. The debate is scheduled for tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, no Trump. I, it's Mike Pence. Uh, that other guy that I can never remember his name. Desantis. Very, oh, Desantis. There's another yeah. guy. I'm assuming like a trash can with googly eyes on it. Um, it's a uh, raccoon. Hold like, on. I've, got, I've got I've got the list here. We're looking at as soon as the thing kicks through. We're looking at DeSantis, Pence, Chris Christie, uh, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. All right. Okay. Uh, Senator Tim Scott, Nikki oh. Halley. Oh, right. Uh, Vivek Ramaswai, Ram, Ramaswamy. Yeah, his name I can read. Yeah. Right. And North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, who literally Ooh. bought his way onto the stage by offering anyone that donated at least a dollar a $20 gift card in return. It's a good move. Uh, yeah. There were three other people, I guess, that thought they might make it. They were on the bubble, but they did not by the 9 p.m. deadline. So you're not going to hear from apparently a dude named Perry Johnson mm. who failed a run for governor of Michigan. The then Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, and uh, Larry Elder, a conservative talk show host who also failed to w run for governor of California a bit ago. But yeah, so eight people, no Trump. Trump is going to apparently uh, do a taped interview with Tucker Carlson on Twitter instead. On Twitter. So that's great. That's that's, that's the broadcast. That's that is Tucker Carlson's only platform now. He broadcasts on Twitter. So this is the fuck you Fox move. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One there were question, a whole bunch though. of stories in the last week of just how desperate Fox was to get Trump to commit to the debate. They went right. out to dinner with him. They were making calls. He There was one article I read that he was having dinner with one person from Fox when he was getting calls from another person from Fox. Like oh, they boy. really wind, literally wined and dined him. And he, uh, and he said he no. Turned him down. Uh, they are. It does seem that they are going to refuse to let his uh associates 
representatives, you know, in the, I guess in the press gang, you know, that was going to be Matt Getz and oh, a couple the, others. The spin room isn't not, they're the not, spin room, not yeah. allowed in the spin room. Yeah. That's fine. I'm sure Matt Getz can enjoy himself in Milwaukee instead. I can imagine that that's the only thing that might bother him is that he doesn't get any, any coverage like that. Yeah, but he's going to get the coverage of he didn't go and he did this instead. Like his his interview with Tucker Carlson will get press. Like I've I've fairly firmly said I didn't think he was going to show, and in fact, yeah, he's did. not going to show. So yeah, we got that. Uh, spoiler alert: I won't be watching. I will be neither in the will connectionless I. section of uh, Nebraska, so and I will I not watch not, that thing. I have not really fully recovered from watching oh, a bit of that town yeah. hall getting swarmed by a bee right now that should go well i don't want a bunch of bees living in your beard by the end of this yeah um but yeah so last week maureen the fourth indictment of donald trump in five months uh the one that has been i think the longest ongoing although i guess the jan six stuff has been going for a pretty long time but uh Fanny Willis of um, in in Georgia bringing the indictment not only on Trump but on eighteen or nineteen other folks, including Rudy. <laughs> Rudy and Trump caught the most charges, but uh, a lot of charges going around. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a real one. It's a whole conspiracy. It's a RICO case. Which yeah, it's a RICO uh, case. That's the really. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, especially because Rudy was the king of the Rico back when he was the head of the FBI in New York. Yes, he remember Rudy Giuliani now indicted Rudy Giuliani. Yes, Rudy Giuliani brought a a successful case against the mob quite famously. Yeah, Yeah, Rico using Rico. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, now we are we are moving into an incredibly crowded legal calendar for Donald Trump, who is also in entering into primary calendar as well. So that should go very interesting. The the um, prosecutors of the Jan Six election interference stuff have asked for a January trial, which almost certainly won't happen. But the judge hasn't decided yet. Um, yeah, I think that the next meeting on that one is um, the 28th. Yeah, it is. And apparently, because Jack Smith asked for permission to file a motion about to stop Trump's delay, the, Trump, the judge said yes, and Jack Smith did it that day. Yeah. was like, here's all the reasons yeah. that this nonsense shouldn't be allowed to be dragged out like this. Yeah, apparently, so, Trump wanted like April 2026. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. Um, I think we will. I think we'll learn a trial date relatively soon on that one. The Georgia one is more interesting because there's so many people, and they the, and Georgia books everyone. Right? There will be, as far as I understand, there will be a Trump mugshot from Georgia. Which that's what they're wild. saying. Yes, they will be. He's going in to be arrested through central processing. Um, and there's like 18 people that got a. Uh, they got to go do this. And I believe the deadline is the 25th. Is. Um, I, think Mark, I think Mark Meadows went in today. Okay. But yeah, uh, so Trump the is going is tomorrow. The 25th. 
And that was supposed to be the same day that Trump was supposed to be in Florida for a hearing on the documents case. But that judge then bumped that one because uh, because he's got to be in Georgia to get booked. Yeah. It's wild, Maureen. We are not intestinally prepared for what's about to happen to us. We are not fortified. No. Not yet. I mean, we're going to get through it, but it's going to take, it's going to wreck absolute havoc with our, our moral compass. Yeah. Our sense of reality. Mm -hmm. Our, our digestive systems. Sounds right. Family structures, social structures. Yeah. Um, legal structures. Yeah. Political structures, media mm-hmm. structures. All of them. Daily, con- uh, just conversation. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so crazy, everybody. It is. But, you know, after this summer, you've been traveling. I've been, I'm about to knuckle down to write up. Oh, exciting update, Dan. I put that shit up on the wall. That pinboard's up. Pegboard's oh, up. Two of them. Pegboard's up. Yeah. I had when someone come. I had a fast rabbit come. You're, you're Dan, good to it's go. It's actually kind of, my desk is cleared off. It's amazing. Highly yeah. recommended purchase. 20 bucks from Ikea. And it's really good. So that's a little tip from MJ. Someone's walking over here right now. Hold on. Can I help you? What's up? No, we're good. We're on our way home, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That was weird, Maureen. So somebody came walking up to my trailer from across the way. They're in a rental RV. And uh, they were like, we're returning our RV today. Do you want uh, all our camping supplies? And I was like, no, that's... Yeah, it was very nice. I was like, no, that's okay. We're on our way back. But somehow in that process, my internet went totally sideways. So uh, that took a minute to fix. And it might still be a little bit janky, but we're going to persevere. That said, I have no recollection of what we were talking about. We were talking about, I was about to say that Mark Meadows had gone in today. He has surrendered. Trump is surrendering tomorrow. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think we know what time yet. Let's see if we know what time because I'm hoping to see it. Uh, there's okay. Eastman has surrendered. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think we have a time yet on Trump going in. So we don't have time. We don't have that time yet, but yeah, but so that'll, getting- that'll be exciting. They're getting booked. It's all happening. Good thing I'm not writing an indictment newsletter. Dan, Gosh, I have one question. I have a question for you, Dan. What's that? What is going to happen? I don't think anyone could tell you. Um, I mean, the most interesting thing to me is that some of these 18 people that caught charges in in Georgia are going to flip, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's when it starts getting real interesting. I mean, I don't think Mark Meadows is going to, 
no. serve time, right? Like no. he's gonna, no, no, no. that dude's soft. That is one, that is a man that when I look at him, you know exactly what his hands feel like. Was like they just, milky. they feel, they feel like a bottle of Jergens lotion. Mm. Was he the guy that when January 6th was happening was like running down the hall screaming yeah. about lawyers? That was him? Yeah, I believe Who so. Actively losing like his mind. his pants. Yeah. Right. That that was, he was my favorite. He was the hair on fire guy inside. Yeah. That, he was my favorite character in that story. It's, so the question is what's going to happen? I don't think anyone knows, Maureen. And I think as you have correctly pointed out, I don't think anyone quite is prepared for the next six, uh, no, next year of our lives. 14. Yeah, it, because it doesn't, it's not going to stop with the election. And I was talking to Oscar about it uh, when we were walking Dexter the other day, and I heard myself saying, it's not going to stop with the election if there is one. Yeah. And I realized I kind of meant that. I was like, oh. So Maureen, I find in situations that are stressful mm -hmm. and ongoing, it's good to keep a little keep a little home fire burning in your soul where you can just remember happy things. Right. And so I thought that I would start a little fire in everyone's soul, a little hope fire. A little birdhouse in your soul. With this absolute joy of an article that ran just a couple days ago in the New York Times. That when yesterday was a low day, I just kept thinking about it, and I would just smile a little bit. Headline, Giuliani repeatedly sought financial lifeline from Trump. This is the first sentence, and it is a glorious first sentence. Rudolph W. Giuliani is running out of money and looking to collect from a longtime client who has yet to pay, former President Donald J. Trump. To recover the millions of dollars he believes he is owed for his efforts to keep Mr. Trump in power, Mr. Giuliani first deferred to his lawyer who pressed anyone in Mr. Trump's circle who would listen. When that fizzled out, Mr. Giuliani and his lawyer made personal appeals to the former president over a two-hour dinner in April at his Mar-a-Lago estate and in a private meeting at his golf club in West Palm Beach. When those entreaties largely failed as well, Mr. Giuliani's son, Andrew, who has an independent relationship with the former president, visited Mr. Trump at his club in New Jersey this month with what people briefed on the meeting said was the hope of getting his father's huge legal bills covered. Andrew, we'll remember fondly, was from the strange shouted press conference in a, he gave in a parking lot that someone brilliantly framed in a Taco Bell window that it yeah. looked like he was just screaming at. Yeah, a, a strange family, the Giuliani's. Um, Andrew Giuliani, we will also remember that his independent relationship with M Donald Trump is that he was the sports liaison in the White yes. House, and so most likely the person uh, charged with getting all of the fast food that Donald Trump f fed that football team at one point. Yeah, for sure. So the so, drive through kid knows him. He knows oh that yeah. guy. He knows that guy. That appeared to help the meeting with Andrew Giuliani. I'm sure. Mr. Giuliani's son asked that Mr. Trump attend two fundraisers for the legal bills, and the former president agreed to do so, the people said. 
Still, for the better part of a year, as Mr. Giuliani has racked up the bills battling an array of criminal investigations, Mm -hmm. private lawsuits, and legal disciplinary proceedings stemming from his bid to keep Mr. Trump in office after the 2020 election, his team has repeatedly sought a lifeline from the former president. And even as the bills have pushed Mr. Giuliani close to a financial breaking point, the former president has largely demurred, the people said, despite making a vague promise during their dinner at Mar-a-Lago to pay up. Just every single paragraph of this is a gift. Mr. Giuliani, 79, who was criminally charged alongside Mr. Trump this week in the election conspiracy case in Georgia, is currently sitting on what one person familiar with his financial situation says is nearly $3 million in legal expenses. And, and that, a huge flatulent ass just yeah, well, just first. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And they added that, too. Oh, and okay. that is before accounting for any money that Mr. Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City, might be owed for his work concluded after Election Day on Mr. Trump's behalf. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trump's political action committee, which has doled out roughly $21 million on legal fee- fees, primarily for Mr. Trump, but also for a number of people connected with him, has so far covered only $340,000 for Mr. Giuliani. Oh. Listen. A legal defense fund set up by friends to raise $5 million for him in 2021 took down its website after raising less than $10,000. <laughs> Just remarkable. He's going to have to do a lot of cameos. I mean, I don't think that's he can get one I don't of think he can get there. I My honestly favorite thing is then the, the rest of this article is just people being flabbergasted that Donald Trump isn't paying when that's literally the thing that everyone knows about Donald Trump. It's his one thing. That's his one thing. He doesn't yeah. pay. He doesn't pay. That is his literal one thing. Eastman, Meadows, Giuliani, at least one will flip, if not all three, but who's first? I don't think, I don't think Giuliani will flip. And this is why I, I think Giuliani is fucking nuts. That's sort of what I think too. Yeah. And yeah. he is so far gone. He is going down with the ship. He is going down under the ship. Yeah. I think everyone that flips is going to throw Giuliani under before they throw Trump under. Oh yeah. By, I wonder by what the happens end of when this Giuliani will have been set up as the mastermind, and yeah. Trump as his kind of, you know, affable lackey. What's Giuliani going to do once he realizes that everyone is throwing it on him? I don't think he'll realize it. I don't think he'll, it's, you know, it's the big reveal at the end of the movie where suddenly he realizes as he's being carted off, he realizes that he was the patsy the whole time. I mean, not, he wasn't really a patsy. This dude was fucking in it, but, uh, but he absolutely is the guy taking the fall. And he's going to eat it for everybody. Oh, he is going to eat it for everybody. So does this mean that, so the first actual court date could be January? Uh, I would be surprised if that date holds. But, mm-hmm. um, 
and and for, like I would be surprised if it holds by the judge setting it up. But I would also all of these dates are subject to a hundred million motions and things before the the trial, and these these lawyers who will almost certainly become a rotating cast of lawyers because they are none of these lawyers are going to last through the trial, right? That's going to delay. Like, it's just, I think there's just going to be an incredible amount of delay. I don't think there'll be a trial in January. But, so what's our first trial then? I mean, the first one right now is New York. That one seems mm-hmm. like the least likely to be delayed. It also seems like the least likely to result in a conviction. Um, like, if, if I was Trump's dumb lawyers, I'd be like, well, let's get this one out of the way because we, we at least have a chance that we'll win it. And then we can use that as a, you know, as a lever to say, look, all of these are bullshit. And the only reason I'm saying that he has a chance to win it is because um, the it's not that there was not wrongdoing. It's that the way the wrongdoing is being set up in the actual prosecution seems tenuous at best, that it's mm-hmm. that it's not just misdemeanors and fines. So... It's going to get spicy. Dan, you're coming home. I'm coming home. I'm about, to, I'm, I'm the summer We're we're doing the last glorf of summer. The last glorf of summer. The Dan. last glorf of summer. It's going to be hot. It's going to be spicy and crazy. Then we're, you know how summer really though never ends and it just kind of keeps right on charging into, into, into September and October. Yeah. It's going to be that. Uh, but we are going into this autumn and it is going to be fuck nuts. Oh yeah. It's going to be bananas. Hang on to your butts. Don't watch the debate. I think everybody here knows that, but you know, it's not going to help you emotionally or psychologically. No, No. it will only hurt you. Yeah, and there's this. There, I think there's an inclination of like, well, I'm going to watch it for the lulls. They're not yeah, even going to be many lulls. No, I mean, I thought I really wanted to watch it before. I was very excited about this one because yeah, no. I thought Trump was going to be there, and we were going to say, hear him, you know, say things like, "Mr. Pence, how did you feel when Mr. Trump was trying to?" They were going to because they were going to kill that guy. Yeah, and they were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill Mike Pence. They were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill that guy. And I, I am going to like watching the clips in which they ask him what it was like when, you know, the screaming mob was running around trying to kill him and put him in a noose. That part I'm going to enjoy watching. I don't think they're going to ask that. I think they're going to definitely allude to it and maybe ask him and say, you know, the former president did try to have you murdered. And they're going to ask them all how they feel about Trump. In some way. Yeah. I mean, there, there will be some good clips, but don't watch it. Just get the clips. Oh, no. Just get no. the clips. Do you, from where we're seeing now, he, Trump's still the candidate, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though there's efforts apparently being made in some quarters to try to get him off the ballot or. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I will say I've been driving across the country for the, you know, since, I mean, forever, but since the 2015 lead up 
and I have seen more Trump support on, you know, signs and people and mm-hmm. and in vehicles and everywhere right now than I have ever seen before. Yeah. So, you know, his his the dead enders that are that will follow him over a cliff, they are they are in full force. And yeah. the the problem for the Republican Party is that is a it's not the entire percentage of the supporters of Republicans, but it is a it is a significant number and you can't overcome that number in in the primaries unless all those people forget to vote, which they won't. But so they're fucked. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to look at the bumper. So I'm still done a PA. I'm going back home today, but I like to look at the, bu- I've seen a lot of our town because um, I actually started cause I came down on Thursday and it began, I went to a town, the final town hearing. So a developer has purchased a big hill in our town, like a big bit of green space. And this guy is a real p- fucking piece of work. He basically bought it as like, to avoid capital gains, we think. And he's planned a huge development on the yeah, top of this hill. Yeah, you've talked about this at the top of yeah, the hill. Yeah, full, <clears throat> full of McMansions and overpriced stuff yeah. uh, that's really terrible. And it will flood the town below. Right. right. The way, that, I mean, they've done the, they brought in hydrologists and stuff from the town and they were like, you are going to flood this town. You're going to flood it. And it already floods. So this town is basically going to get water from two sides. Yeah. It's going to be cataclysmic for this town, which I have grown up here and I've seen the water in the street and in the house. So I can only imagine when it comes from two directions, how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but the final town hearing took place and I went. And just watching how filthy this developer is, how smug, just yeah. how the smugness is extraordinary. <clears throat> but then pretty much everyone from town spoke up against it. But then two people who were clearly, and I leaned over to my mom, was like, the Trump voters have shown up. One, I think, was a ringer. But the other was someone from town was like, he bought it, he should be allowed to do it, and, you know, there's no, there's misinformation, and and just the way this person was talking, it was, I was like, well, that's the Republican, like, give give it to the person with money, even if it fucking kills you. Yeah, definitely. It will literally flood maybe my house, all my neighbors' houses. You've seen all the stats. The water's coming in. It will only destroy you, but he has money. Let him do it. Yeah. And there it is. That's it. They are capitalists to the end. I've seen bumper stickers around like, God bless our troops, especially our snipers. That's one I don't understand. That's a weird one. I'm about to see it again when I walk the... They mean that they want the president of the United States shot. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple ways, but that's definitely how I was taking it. Um, there's a bunch of 1776 ones. Oh, fun. Taxation is theft, I've seen. Mm. Um, and I think some of these people are in a real quandary because they're presented with a case where if the regulations are, are what's going to save their house. Right. Like all this stuff, all the government stuff that they don't like, they're like, oh, and I could almost see the conflict of, but my house will flood. Right. This is the only protection I've got. And it's like, bingo. You're catching on. You're so close. You're so close to getting there. You're so close. Speaking of so close, Maureen, we are so close to the end of this episode. (laughs) 
I gotta I gotta yank the I gotta hook it because we are yeah, over gotta, time. I, you gotta get back to New York. Your hair has dried over the yep. course of this episode. Yeah, it's now buoyant. It. I've, I've been twisting it with my finger to to do curls, so that's how I've been drying it. Anyway, this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. I was glad. I was appreciating that you didn't mention that the whole time I was twisting it because I was drying it out. I I know. I was putting little waves in it. It's all fluffy. Yeah. Yeah, Brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon. Patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. Uh, at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. There are so many bees flying around right now. Uh, <coughs> uh, hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast.com uh, if you want to reach us on email. And uh, yeah, you can join us next week where I will be home and everything will yes. be fine. Yeah. Uh, whatever the date of that is. I think it's the 31st of uh, August, but I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I'm winging that. Anyway, from outside my trailer, outside Longmont, Colorado, I am Dan Sinker. And from a place where I can see both the present and the future, where I can see, oh, fuck it. I don't even have it. Let's just go. It's Maureen. She's Maureen Johnson. This has Uh, been Says Who. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez.